Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. So, Neil, uh, we've been talking here for a while and, and, and looking at uh, looking at different things about uh, the topic we're at, which is Israel in the present day. And what we're doing is we're we're looking back, we're we're looking at the present, and we're looking forward. We're we're, we're trying to help our listeners. Uh, understand based on what we've told them what is and what will be and it's not that we know because we don't know uh, but we have an idea and our job is to throw that idea out to people and uh, if they like it they'll you know use it or they'll come up with a better idea you know so so that's uh, that's kind of like what we're trying to do uh, get people to the truth somehow uh, so in the last uh, episode, we talked about uh, Psalm 83, and I really, really enjoyed that that discussion because you know you made the comment in that show that if Israel is utterly destroyed, then all of the promises of God are for nothing. Right. Right. That's and right. and Hamas said they want to utterly destroy Israel. And if that doesn't make you think the uh, Israel in the Middle East are important, I don't think anything will. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think that uh, sometimes simplicity, as we were talking earlier, uh, carries the day. A lot of Christians uh, who are our audience uh, don't necessarily put that together, that without Israel, the people, the land, the place, the holy city, the temple, all of the promises of the redemption, the restoration of humanity, cannot occur. They impossible cannot happen so that <clears throat> excuse me that means that uh, you know we ought to be concerned about it it's important we ought to take care about it and and people who think it means nothing because it's already happened right well we don't doubt right that things have happened right but you and I talk about this and and there's a there's a thing that's going on there when we say things have happened. So the Psalm 83, we were just talking about it. It it has happened to a degree, right, along the way, but it hasn't ultimately happened yet because there are conditions in Psalm 83 that don't exist. That's correct, Jeff. That's exactly right. So while we see the picture, mm-hmm. the type, the mm-hmm. shadow of something mm-hmm. in something else, mm-hmm. that is 
I can see that, as we talked about, the holy city of Jerusalem is surrounded by enemies. Well, mm-hmm. certainly Rome surrounded the holy city, destroyed the temple, sent people into slavery, killed so many. Yeah. But all of the indicia of what the final surrounding of Jerusalem, the final battle, are not met. So in other words, whenever we look and parse out these different Psalm 83, the Gog Magog of Ezekiel, uh, maybe the Gog Magog of Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. term called Armageddon, mm-hmm. uh, what are all of the indicia in order? Because someday all of the indicia, not just some or most or types or pictures, will come uh, to completion, but that is in the completion of the manifestation of the Messiah. And there's a there's a thing here that I think is important about these about this, and the term for it is typology, right? It's the study of how things are types of other things that will happen. And we talked about Abraham being a type of Messiah, and Moses is a type of Messiah, and right, Noah was a type of Messiah. We talked about all that in our previous episodes, and that th- those are foretellings of what will be, and they're examples for us that God gives us to prove to us that he means what he says. Right. I mean, they are uh, inevitable occurrences. Yeah. So uh, when Jesus specifically told you uh, about an end-time event, he, as we talked about last time, he said, I'm telling you this so you'll have peace. Mm. Well, that seems like a contradiction in terms. Right. But the fact of the matter is, if I know it's inevitable that some calamity of some sort will occur, and I tell you it is so when you see it, not right. that you're glad about right. it or we're right. happy for it, that's, <laughs> yeah. no, but... Your chances, as we pointed out, of either walking through it successfully or, or waiting it out or whatever it uh, mm-hmm. uh, takes to, mm-hmm. come, to apply to your own mm-hmm. circumstances, mm-hmm. you can have peace in it as opposed to saying, I wasn't prepared, I don't get it, how did this happen? And Jesus, in the Gospels, talks about events happening, and he calls them birth pangs, right? Right. They're just... They're signs. They're like you're, the birth is going to happen. Right. But these are like contractions. Yeah. That uh, we're feeling, that that are a sign to us, right? That right. the real thing is definitely coming. Right. I mean, he pointed that out as a specific time. It's known as different things, birth pains. It's known as the time of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, Jesus also said. Uh, at the end of the tribulation of those days, mm-hmm. and then he went on and said mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yes, yes. So there are definite periods. The The thing that we look for as the typology, as you mm-hmm. pointed mm-hmm. out, for our day mm-hmm. is which of these indicia, which mm-hmm. of these conditions yes. are manifest yes. now yes. and ready now and yes. which require yet other events. Well, while we're rushing toward the completion of everything mm-hmm. in our day, we still can check them off sometimes A, B, C, and D. Yeah. But there's certain things, including what we talked about last time, there is nothing at least as revealed in Psalm 83 for that conflagration, that upheaval of warfare, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that needs to yet occur. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. Now mm-hmm. if we go on and talk about Ezekiel's yeah. Gog and Magog a yeah. little bit, yeah. uh, there are some conditions in that 
conflagration that must occur. Yeah. The main one being yeah. Psalm 83 had to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you you use the word needs, and I and I think it's an appropriate thing. And you and I just had this discussion about uh, Psalm 83, where I pointed, I asked you, well, how do we know it hasn't already happened? And you pointed out to me the verses that that are actually uh, prayers. Uh, uh, but there are also prophecies where Asaph says, may they be ashamed, right? He's talking about the enemies of Israel. May they be ashamed. May they be humiliated. And you pointed out, well, they're not. They're not humiliated and they're not ashamed because they still hate them and they still want to kill them. And they still think they can. They still think they can. So that's proof that Psalm 83 hasn't happened yet. That's at least one of the proofs, yeah. uh, and there are more, but that's yeah. a very right in your face. Yeah. There right. it is. There it is. So these other indicia have to happen. They have to happen. In other words, uh, as we also pointed out, that specifically, yeah. but that very called out consortium mm-hmm. of uh, bedfellows mm-hmm. whose only mm-hmm. agreement they can mm-hmm. come to is we have to kill uh, the Jews in the yeah. nation. We yeah. have to wipe them out. Yeah. That's the only thing that yeah. brings them together. Yeah. Yeah. That particular and specific group has yep. never happened yet. But types of it have. Types of it have. And, and some I, of them have. And I believe the types, God God gives us the types over over the years at, at, because of our short lifespan. You know, we're, we, only, we only live for 70, 80 years, right? And it's like every generation experiences a type. Right. And it's God saying... I really mean this, guys. It, it's really going to happen. Right. Here's an example. Right. Correct. And and for our purposes, uh, sometimes we draw on rabbinic thinking, and, and I think that's important. It's also important not to be totally drawn on rabbinic mm. thinking. However, mm. uh, they uh, a very famous axiom in rabbinic thinking is every generation has a Messiah. Mm. There's a Messiah mm. in every generation. Mm. Mm. But it's not the Messiah. Right. And every generation has what's known in uh, Christian thinking, Antichrist, in Jewish thinking, he's got a name, it's Armalus. Uh, every generation has an Antichrist. An Antichrist. So, so yeah. in that sense, yeah. they're right. They're right. But you're not right in the totality, in the totality and the of the sense. Right. Yeah. They're types. Mm-hmm. And they're there for us to, to validate the fact that it's in the book. Mm-hmm. It's really there. And and for the years and years and years, every time something big would happen or something terrible would happen, and the, the cry will be, the end is near, prepare, it's coming, you know, and everybody gets, you know, here it is, we start selling everything we own and blah, 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 blah. And God is just going, no, he, I've given you, in the book, very careful understanding of what the real thing will be like, and these are just types or foretellings right. that show you I really mean it. It's yeah. really going to happen. The culmination will be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So uh, other yeah. than sell everything <laughs> yeah, right. or do some other right. thing, the idea is that uh, these events have occurred in mm-hmm. the past. The mm-hmm. wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, Solomon. he said there is nothing, nothing new under, under the, the sun. sun. So therefore... Mm-hmm. God gave these shadows types, or yeah. however it works in yeah. our little realm we live in, yeah. the, the yeah. construct, as I say, yeah. that we're bound by here. Yeah. Someday we won't be yeah. bound by time right. and space anymore. There'll be a whole new dimension. Mm. But in this one, these events, precursors of the culmination, 
along the way have occurred. Yes. Now, if none of them ever occurred, you could read this and say, wait a minute, uh-huh. just to be flippant here. I never saw a big orange rabbit appear out of the sky and say, I'm actually God, and yeah. give me a carrot. Yeah. That's absurd. Right. But if that ever happened or something similar, you mm. might say to yourself, well, this has validity because yeah. I've seen a picture, a, a picture, type, a of type of this. Of it. And so these things are, you could say, yes, they were true. They were true. They were just wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Or it wasn't the fullness in, of it. That's what right? I mean, in yeah. the sense of yeah. the completion. So having yeah. said that, yeah. we are... We talked about Psalm 83. Yeah. That had very specific here now is one uh, a scholar calls them here now prophecies. Yes. The next one seemingly on our timeline is the Gog and Magog of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Gog and Magog. And, and, yeah. And very I want to talk about to that. to point that out. So, so before we talk about Gog and Magog, or Gog and Magog, I don't know how you say it, but anyway, anyway <laughs> before we talk about it, I, 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 we mentioned, you know, before when we were talking about all these movies that are being uh, developed uh, and and comets hitting the earth and blah 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 and it's it's the end of days blah 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 and they always call it Armageddon correct but that's not Armageddon is not the end of days right it, it certainly uh, uh, while it is uh, let's call it a sacred cow in Christian tradition yeah, yeah. and we have as many deeply held traditions yeah. as any other. Yeah. belief set yeah. uh, Armageddon has a number of problems a number of problems uh, I don't think we have time to go into all, anywhere near to do it justice but let's just say if you're saying the culminating battle is Armageddon fine you could call it any term you want any but term you want right? when you try to say as a believer yeah. <clears throat> that Armageddon means yeah. which has historically and traditionally been interpreted Har Megiddo yeah. Mountain of Megiddo. Oh, wow. Now, Megiddo is a city in Israel. Mm. It's on the Jezreel Plain, mm. and events did happen there. Mm. Horrible events happened mm. yet and in and around Megiddo. Okay. However, right out of the chute, it should tell you it's only mentioned once. Many scholars disagree with the interpretation as an accurate interpretation or transliteration or translation of that term. But first and foremost, Armageddon, the place, Mm. Armageddon, that association. Mm. Uh, We just said it's called Har, which Mm -hmm. in Hebrew is mountain. Mm -hmm. Megiddo, Mm -hmm. a place. It's on the plain. Wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That would be like saying... How high is that above sea level? That would be like like saying... 25 feet. Yeah, Mount McKinley in Nebraska. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's it's anachronistic. It doesn't make sense. Now, for the Christian who's listening, if you just want to say Armageddon, meaning a culminating battle where Messiah comes, as Jesus said would happen, as the prophet Zechariah said, Jerusalem will be surrounded... And they gave again specific indicia, Mm. which wasn't Rome's destruction, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because here's Israel again, Mm -hmm. number one and foremost. Mm -hmm. Then you say, okay, as long as you can make that distinction that Armageddon has some definite problems in the translation, the meaning, and the type. But if I just use it generically... Yeah. Okay, fine. But when you insist on hanging on to it as the place, because if you go to Israel, you can go to Megiddo, and you can see the association with Armageddon through Christian tradition. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is not 
what uh, Jesus ever talked about. He talked about the holy city. The prophet Zechariah mm. specifically talked about the holy city, mm-hmm. not some place quite some distance from Jerusalem mm-hmm. as the scene of this final conflagration and involving the kings of the east and other things. So my, my, my reading of Revelation, the Revelation, uh, says that Gog and Magog is kind of the thing that really gets, I mean, things start wrapping up Yeah. at, at Gog and Magog. Well, he's mentioned again. Yeah. So it's important to know that uh, Gog and Magog, that name, it, it's both a name, mm-hmm. it's a place, mm-hmm. it's a people, mm-hmm. and it's a land. Wow. It is all of those things. So when we talk about Ezekiel's Gog and Magog, mm-hmm. as opposed to Revelation's Gog and Magog, mm-hmm. as we pointed out, the indicia, the conditions, the, the precedents necessary mm. for are not present in both. Mm. So therefore, you say something like, yeah. was, was just to pick a, com- a country, was Germany ever uh, talked about in history? Yes. <laughs> was Spain, was pick a country. Yeah. Does that mean that the only one time a place, a people, a nation, a country was referenced, that means that's it for all times? Well, no. no of course not. Not at all. I mean, for one thing, out of, to pick the country again, it just comes to me, Germany was great biblical scholarship, great Amazing. Uh, yeah. psalms, yeah. great songs, many of our Christmas carols. Also, what came out of Germany? Horribleness of the Holocaust. Horrible. Right. And you can do the same thing with another country that comes to mind, Persia, Iran. They are soon to figure and figure prominently in 83 mm. and Ezekiel, mm. Gog, and Magog. Mm. But in times past, Persia, Iran helped Israel, helped the Jews, wow. sent, sent them back to the land. So we have this, wow. this humanity thing of both are true, but one isn't all complete, all inclusive. It's what are the conditions precedent for that particular event? Mm. Even though this place that nobody knows entirely called mm. Gog Magog, mm. Mm. the name, the person, the place, that that means if it's in Ezekiel, it's the same one as in Revelation. Not at all. Very interesting. That is very interesting. So, uh, you're, just to make sure I understand, you're saying that the Gog and Magog in Revelation is not the same as the Ezekiel? Well, if we take our... Uh, uh, conditions uh-huh. that we set out and uh-huh. said, if you're going to say something is that one, mm. it has to meet all of the indicia and mm. be exactly the same. Okay. So, the conditions laid out in Revelations Gog Magog mm-hmm. are almost entirely different in many respects than the Gog and Magog in Ezekiel's. So, does, so does that make the Ezekiel one a type? It could be a type. Everything is a type leading up to the culmination. Yeah. So, so because we know the one in Revelation is actually going to happen. Well, and we know that Ezekiel's is actually going to happen. Okay. Now Both are going to happen. Okay. Now, so go ahead. So, well, so everything is a type of something else until it's over. Right. In the sense of we go into a whole new dimension mm-hmm. that I call it our snow globe, our mm-hmm. ant farm that mm-hmm. we live in. Mm-hmm. We're constrained by time. We're constrained by sicknesses we talked about. We're constrained by death. 
all of those things, when our snow globe dissolves, mm-hmm. it's a different dimension with different rules. Mm-hmm. Right now, in how long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this snow globe, mm-hmm. what goes up must come down. Right. I, I'm born, I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one you could add to that is we pay taxes. Right. <laughs> that was just a... Death and taxes. Yeah. You bet. I mean, yeah. You're, you're constrained yeah. by these constructs. But the Bible is all about... You are in a snow globe, mm-hmm. but you have, that's the whole point in the good news. You have a future day right. where you are not bound right. by this construct. Right. Time right. comes to an end. Yes. Someday we'll talk and elaborate this further, but yeah. that is the end of the seventh day or 7,000th yes. year. Yes. We are now finishing up with the sixth day or the sixth thousandth year. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll elaborate further. But during that transition that you alluded to, times of trouble, uh, birth pains of the Messiah, I forget which term you used, mm-hmm. times of the Gentiles, yep. during that cusp, that transition into the seventh day and Messiah's ultimate appearance, when yep. he comes and steps on Mount of Olives, which yep. is not Megiddo, yep. in the plain, yep. or on a mountain in right. the plain, right? Right. right, that doesn't exist, we have these other upheavals, mm-hmm. 83 that we talked about, and Ezekiel's Gog and Magog. Mm. But that term, that area, that spirit, that whatever that nefarious something is of Gog and Magog is referenced again in the culminating seventh day in Revelation. So that same type will appear again, but it is not Ezekiel's Gog and Magog. It's not. It is not for the reasons we said. There are certain conditions, precedent. In other words, they have to be there to fit the little bit we have in Ezekiel. And the little bit that we have in Revelation has different set of criteria. It does. But the same spirit, same event, same person, same type, same people, something is the same that God would reference it in the same way. But, Jeff, we do that all the time with words. Right, we do. We take a word and use it in a sentence of some sort or a scenario that really isn't its original meaning but everybody knows what you mean and you were using some earlier when I said that. Yeah, that's true. I talked about Jesus says that all these terrible things are going to happen but these are merely birth pangs. Yeah. Merely birth pangs. Which is for us and everybody who's had kids knows about this that, that when a woman is pregnant with something that's actually going to happen, a birth, right? It hasn't going to happen. It doesn't happen yet. It's going to happen in the future, right? While she's pregnant, her body practices the indicia, the conditions. Right? It has it has birth pangs in advance to let everybody know that there really is a thing that's going to happen. 
precisely. Right. And that's what Jesus was pointing out there. And to use your example, if I were God and if I could say how this woman's going to go through birth pains, yeah. hers are going to be like this, A, B, C, D. Yeah. Now, this woman's, yeah. Yeah. this will be a lot different, yeah. A, B, C, D. Yeah. But I'm going to call them both Mary. Yeah. Right. Well, they're not the same. Right. Don't try to pound right. the round they're pegs into the square holes. Mary, but they're not the same Mary. So Gog and Magog yeah, yeah, yeah. has different, cr- using it. that example. Sure. Yeah. So that's why it's different in Ezekiel than it is in Revelation. But it's not unsame. It's similar. Very uh, similar. Uh, that this, this is where it gets into what seems like double speak often. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about things of the Spirit, it's the same but different. It's the here now, but not yet. It's all these things that are sound like doublespeak, mm-hmm. but we are bound by a construct of linear time and space. We are soon going to be out of this snow globe, and we're going to find a new realm and a new dimension that will have bigger, broader, and more, quote-unquote, real criteria that we'll have to start evaluating things in. But the good news is this. Messiah will be here to help us in our progression for one thousand years isn't that awesome that's a great thing it's a it's a super super duper thing that messiah will be here for one thousand years now i'm gonna throw something at you here that we haven't talked about i was reading uh, a, a commentary the other day where the guy in the commentary said that millennia is symbolic mm-hmm. the word millennia correct a thousand right. is symbolic sure. it's not necessarily However many days that equals. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's it's a term mm-hmm. for a, for a period of time. Correct. That we don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Surely. So when we say Jesus comes and reigns for a thousand years, he's he would say, well, we don't know exactly how long that is. Correct. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. And you hear that often. Uh, first and foremost, it sounds like there's a literal thousand years. Yeah. Now, does that mean it's by our uh, what are we on the Gregorian calendar? Right. No. Right. Yeah. Even we talked about earlier. Uh, there's a rabbinic calendar that's in use today, but there was one even more ancient that was God's calendar. Mm. And the Essenes, a very uh, lesser-known sect, mm-hmm. but very prominent during the time of Jesus, the mm-hmm. Dead Sea Scrolls mm-hmm. from the Essene sect. Yeah. They had an entirely different calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. when Jesus says the seven thousand-year plan of God till it's over, and it's broken up into epics. And broadly speaking, you can break them up into 2,000-year epics, Mm -hmm. 246, and then the seventh day. You can do it that way. They're even broken down further than that, but for our purposes. Now, does that mean that each thing has to happen at a precise day? I don't know. It could. Could. It very well could. But it doesn't mean it has to. And it certainly doesn't mean it's going to happen on our Gregorian calendar. Exactly. Because that wasn't God's calendar. Because it's not God's calendar. Exactly. Right. whether there's a 1,000-year period, uh, period, yes, there is, because the Bible says that. Mm-hmm. I am not an amillennialist, be- believing that it's just entirely symbolic, because all of God's prophecies are both literal mm. and secretive. Mm. That's called the uh, uh, Peshat that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. a way of studying Hebrew Scripture. Yep. Uh, and you work your way up and down the ladder. But so, it always has to be a literal. Let me interrupt. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all Hebrew scripture. All Hebrew, even the New Testament. Uh, all from even in the Greek New, even in the Greek New, even in the Greek New Testament, which I study Greek and I get that, folks. But it's all Hebrew 
scripture. At at the least it is at at the least it is this, Jeff. If not written in the Hebrew, which, right, which there's debate. There you go. If it was at least entirely Hebrew ideas and mindset. Which which it really isn't even Hebrew. Right. It's God's <laughs> Well, there you go. Right? Yeah, it is God. And, and to call it Hebrew, and people, well, well, that doesn't mean, no, it's not Hebrew. It's all God. It's God's book. Because people react to things like when you say Jewish. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. you can break it down. It's God's book. God prepared those people to be able to understand yeah. and, and yeah. reveal his concepts. And taught them over hundreds and thousands of years about this. Exactly but right. But they didn't give it to him. He gave it to them. Right. That's exactly right. And and as uh, uh, it's really important to realize that God told them, and even the false prophet Balaam tried to curse Israel. But yeah. one of the things when he tried to curse them yeah. and couldn't, yeah. now he was a bragging false Gentile prophet. Yeah. So he could see into the spirit realm. Uh-huh. He, we know he could because it says he could. But yeah. he was not a Hebrew and yeah. he was not a quote-unquote sanctioned godly prophet. Yeah, Balaam, he, we were just talking about him. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And one of the things he said is they, referring to the Hebrews, mm. the Jews, the Israelites, mm. will be a people apart. Now here's the thing. They are a separate, unique people mm. apart. They mm. want to join the mm. League of Nations, mm. the United Nations. Mm. They want to be like everybody mm. else. But God warned them, quit trying. You're never going to be like the nations. The United Nations has censured this little dot on the globe. Not supposed to be like the Ten or a hundred times more than any other nation. Now think of all of the Pol Pots, the Hitlers, the Stalins of yeah. the world. And yeah. yet only... The Jews get singled out to yeah. this degree. Yeah. So the, the thing is, they will never, ever be like the nations. Right. And if we look at them today and we just look at it even from just, I'm going to try to dismiss as many of my Christian traditions as I can. Why is Israel constantly, every night, just on local news? It's a dot. It's a speck on the globe. It's a neighborhood. We it's talked about that in the very first episode, <laughs> that right. it's a neighborhood. So right there it's so it tells small. you that that prophecy, that type, right. they will be a nation apart, holds yeah. true to our day, yeah. where we are soon to see, as I keep saying, this next conflagration on the timeline of Ezekiel's Gog Magog. And, it's, it, and Israel is the point. Israel is... Uh, the idea of Israel, the Israel is the point. It, it, God created it. The Jews didn't create Israel. God created Israel, led them to a place, gave them the land, covenanted it with them about the land, gave it to them forever, an everlasting covenant. God did it. Yeah, the Jews God tried. Did it. The Jews tried many times and in many ways to various kings and to screw and it up, to, to, yes. to, to wipe themselves yeah, out, if yeah, you will. They did. But God said, "I have a faithful plan yes. that I gave to Abraham yes. to start the whole yes. thing." That you pointed yes. out that from ten thousand feet, the Bible is easy to understand, yeah. simple. Yeah. If you just always realize from start to finish, it is redemption. redemption. How to get you back How to where you were back? before you fell off. Before you fell off, which they did in the garden when they disobeyed and ate from the tree of good, uh, of the knowledge of good and evil and became like God. And God said, wait a second, hold the phone. Boom. He did the Shrek moment, right? Yeah. And not hold the phone. And he said, this is, this is not, not going to happen. Yeah, everything and, else and is he, just details. He shut it off. 
yeah. he drove them out. Yeah. He gave them new orders. Precisely. He said, this is how it's going to be for you. Right. So for our audience, uh, just if you can keep that in mind, the whole thing mm-hmm. is how do I get you back? back. In other words, the snow globe yep. is going to dissolve. And, and why did he do back. that? Because he loves us. He loves us before we were born. He loved us when we were, because before we were even thought of, he had our lives written out in advance. He loves us. So even though we don't deserve to be redeemed from the fall, because we thumbed our nose at God, Adam and Eve, thumbed their nose at God and say, we know better, we're going to do what we want. And God was angry and certainly admonished and drove them out. And they they lost heaven. They lost Paradise. Yeah, I they mean, had it in the bag, okay. and they lost it. Yeah, and he could have went. Well, that was a fun experience. Yeah, and he could have just moved on. A science experiment gone wrong. Right. Right. However, uh, I, it seems like when you read some of the extra biblical texts that elaborate more than our terse post-it note yeah. occasion of that, yeah. that gives some background. And again, as we keep trying to say to people who have a knee-jerk reaction to that, we're not saying they're. They're inspired scriptural, but they give background. They mm. give context. Mm. They, they elaborate more mm. of what was going on. Mm. We know that at that point there were angelic incursions and rebellions that yes. resulted in yes. that fall. Yes. Mankind, yes. frankly, yes. as portrayed in the Bible, seems to be a bit of a, what do you want to say? I don't want to say, you know, a doofus. But if you compare it to what the angelic fallen angels, mm. whether they be watchers or whomever, whomever. they knew more, yeah. they were aware of more, yeah. and mankind seemingly, yeah. as portrayed, knew less, knew which less. goes to the biblical principle. Yeah. Do not say that you know or understand, because the minute you do, mm. your accountability rises. Rises, yeah. And uh, that's not to say I don't know anything about right. anything, but right. the minute you say I know, well, these angelic hosts who yeah. tricked mankind right. into this situation right. we find ourselves, yep. uh, they did know more, and God did not forgive them because they knew more. But man, he looked at differently, and the whole book was, you fell, I'm not going to wipe you out. Science experiment did not go wrong. I'll still redeem this. And that is what the Bible is all about in a nutshell. In a nutshell, it's about getting us, as you say, getting us back, getting us back. And we are in a, you know, Israel means he who wrestles with God, right? So everybody on the planet, it seems, who isn't, who hasn't said yes, is in a wrestling match with God. He's right. trying to get them to come back. Right. He wants them to be saved. He wants them to be redeemed. He wants them. But they're fighting against him. And they're pushing back. And they're pursuing the world, they're pursuing their own ideas, they're pursuing... And even Christians struggle with this, uh, the, the constant battle with God, my way or his way, my way or his way. And and it's it's just the way it works, but that's what Israel means, and that's who we are. And it's not a big deal, uh, and it's not a blaspheme to call yourself that. I am Israel, and Neil is Israel, and so is a Jew... And we are all struggling with God. We're all wrestling with God. And so I, I, I say that to, for us all to understand uh, that it's uh, simple but complex, right? Neil and I talk about this all the time. It's very easy to understand at 5,000 feet, and then, or maybe is it 10,000? Yeah, and then when you get down, it, it gets right. 
gets more complex. Sure. And, yeah. and we can talk about that some other time about the whole idea of the plain and literal and the various yeah. steps that Paul yeah. also alluded yeah. to. Yeah. But for our purposes, that's a, it seems like that's a pretty good background for, yeah, we are in a fight on the snow globe. And one of the upheavals that maybe we won't get to today, maybe a little more we will, I don't know. But that is one of the continuous conflagrations that erupts more so because it's a continuous state of warfare, especially vis-a-vis Israel in our day, on our timeline, inside the snow globe. Yeah, in our timeline. Someday it will be outside the snow globe. And one of them, as we will touch on, I guess, is uh, Ezekiel's Gog and Magog conflagration. Okay, I think we will do that uh, the next time, uh, folks. Uh, So let's, uh, if if you want to get ahead of us, Ezekiel chapter 38 and Ezekiel chapter 39 are the two places that you go to get the detail on Gog and Magog. And then you can go to Revelation, I can't think of the chapter. 16. 16, Revelation 16, to get the Revelation view of Gog and Magog. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about the difference between the two. And we'll talk about uh, what it actually means. And we've already established that it's not... That Armageddon is not that. That's not that. It's not that. <laughs> Armageddon is not that. So every time you see that from now on, every time you see Armageddon or hear Armageddon, it ain't that. Okay, so thanks, uh, thanks, folks, for listening in. And uh, we, will, we look forward to the next time that we meet with you on Israel. Why is the Middle East important? Take care, be blessed, and shalom from Neil and Jeff. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.